Welcome to the CTE Podcast. This is episode seven. It's a special day. We have our very own guest, Noah Boa, is in the house. Yes, sir. Uh, it's been a it's been a wild past week in football, and uh, I just don't even know where to begin. But I guess we'll begin with Tom Brady. Um, got that announcement today. Is he unretiring or did he get hacked? What's what's the deal? Oh, he's coming back. One hundred percent. He's coming back for vengeance, man. Did y'all actually think he was going to stay retired? No. no, I think he didn't even like want to even like say he was retiring at first. I feel like a lot of it was just like media, and he just kind of said "f it." But now he sees all these people signing big contracts. He didn't end on a high note. He probably just got tired of being at home, honestly. Like, I feel like with Tom Brady, like, he is football. Like, when you think NFL, the first player that comes to my mind, at least, is Tom Brady. So, yeah, like, basketball, yeah. You, you ask the question, who's the GOAT? It's LeBron, Jordan. In football, it's undisputed. Yeah. It's Tom Brady. And I don't think the GOAT wants to go out on, on the way he did versus uh, the Rams. You know, he could definitely come back and win mm-hmm. another Super Bowl. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this isn't just like a one-year return. If he's back for two, three more years, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. I wonder. We'll get into Deshaun Watson later, but I wonder if the potential of Deshaun Watson being in NFC South with the Saints and the Panthers aggressively going for him, if that kind of stirred up some competitiveness in Brady, like, oh, you know, you think Deshaun's going to take over NFC South? I'm coming back, <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna do better. So I don't know. Could be a possibility. I, don't know. I think there's a possibility that Brady coming back makes Watson not go to the NFC South. We we can talk about that in a minute. Oof. All right. So Calvin Ridley, um, obviously he took off a season for his mental health, and then we didn't even know if he's going to be coming back this season. But he gets busted for making sports bets, gambling in a sense, and got suspended for a whole year um so how are we feeling about that i mean rules are rules and i mean that's a thing and like i'm kind of indifferent on the whole like sports betting thing like players doing it because like i personally don't have an issue with sports betting i've made a lot of money doing it but a player doing it whether he's playing or not, could potentially sway things. Yeah. And I don't think that's what happened. But I just think there's such a fine line that you could cross to the point where it almost gets to the point where it's cheating that players just shouldn't be allowed to bet. I think a year off is a little extreme. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I think that's absolutely insane. Yeah. I definitely think he should miss a few games. <laughs> I think – you, like, you Just that in comparison to the other suspensions for other – players doing like way worse stuff right yeah like you got people beating women and they get suspended three to six games i just feel like if the nfl wants to make a point though that they don't want their players betting this is the way to do it but i don't think a year is going to make any difference than a month suspicion a month suspension would yeah and you know he's not the only one doing it yeah there's no way uh, um yeah. <laughs> Even if the NFL did want to make a like, point, 
Yeah. Does this mean they're not allowed to bet on like other sports too? Or is it just they can't bet on NFL? Do y'all know? I got no idea. It's interesting. I don't know. They should be able to bet on other sports, I would think. I'll see why not. And besides, dude, the Calvin Ridley is a millionaire and he bet 1500 Well, so he says. Yeah, so he says. I I get it's rules, like you said, Sawyer, but a whole season for 1500 Yeah, it's a little extreme. I think Goodell's trying to prove a point, but I think a month would be plenty. Yeah. But even if they are trying to prove a point, like that also brings up a lot of different questions about the NFL with the different suspensions for different things. Like, why is betting such a point that they have to make, but beating women isn't? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Sawyer, you're going to, I know you're ready to talk about this. Yeah. Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Dude, I was at work and I checked my phone after work and it was, they're like, almost a hundred messages and I had no idea what it was. I didn't, I mean, I didn't even like the thought that it was Wilson to Denver didn't even come to my head. And Trey mentioned it. They were talking about something else in the group chat. And then Trey mentioned it like once. And I could not tell you how fast I went to Twitter. And honestly, I think this could make us a Super Bowl contender. I'm going to say that this doesn't make us favorites in the division. This is the chief's division until it's not. But I think this trade could potentially put us over the hump. I really do. Yeah, we gave a lot. But honestly, besides picks, Shelby Harris was on his way out. He was old. Noah Fant probably wasn't going to resign with us next year. And Drew Lott was not our franchise guy. I have no issue giving up those three guys. No. And y'all still have weapons. Yeah. And honestly, there's a lot of rumors about Seattle taking, you know, Malik Willis, whatever, getting Deshaun. But don't be surprised if Seattle week one has Drew Lott playing quarterback. He was involved in that package for a reason. Hmm. But we've all said it. We all – I'm not going to say we all know it because we don't. But I think we all have said and believe that the Broncos were an elite quarterback away from being contenders. We had a top three defense last year. There's weapons everywhere on offense. Mm-hmm. If we don't win games this year, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the best pass defense in the league last yeah. year. And I think this gets the ball rolling for Jerry Judy. Because yeah. I've been waiting on him to break out. I think he could potentially be top 15 receiver. I think Corlin Sutton could too, though. I really do. People are forgetting how good he really is. Corlin's a baller, dude. Yeah, and Javante, man, I don't see Denver re-signing Melvin Gordon because I think we're going to use the rest of our money to go get Von Miller and Chandler Jones. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Von Miller had Broncos stuff on his Twitter profile today, so I think that's going to happen. But um, Might get an announcement tomorrow. Yeah, but Javante, man, he's going to get a lot of red zone touches. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. It's just going to be, I think, the thing about the AFC West I think you could go nine and eight or eight and nine or whatever in that division and still be a fantastic team. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos and going like nine and eight or something, but are five times better than they were last year. But we'll see. AFC West is a tough division. So tough. I mean, when the worst quarterback in division is 
Derek Carr. That's saying a lot. <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks, Friday, Deshaun Watson's cases got cleared. He's not guilty. He might still have some civil lawsuits to deal with, but mm-hmm. he's in the clear. He can be traded at any moment. The Panthers and the Saints are aggressively tra- wanting to trade for him. They've already sent offers in. Do you think he comes to the NFC South? Uh, I don't know, man. Because, I mean, like you were just saying with Tom Brady back, I wouldn't want to go to the NFC South. Uh, but also, like, I think the, the Panthers and the Saints are both, like, destinations where he could easily turn the team's into playoff contenders, mm-hmm. wild card game contenders. Um, and I, don't, I honestly don't know how the Saints are doing it with how deep they are in the in, in, in the cap space and everything. So I'm interested to see, like, what happens. I, I'm interested to see what they offered him. But I want the details so bad. I know. <laughs> One thing I saw with the Saints had um... – they had Ramcheck and a couple other players with it, which if they do end up with Ramcheck, that also brings up the question: What happens with Tunsil in Houston? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been. I'm so. I'm glad he didn't get any criminal charges just because of him being a human. I really hope. I hope that whatever happened didn't happen, mm-hmm. or wasn't as bad, or whatever. Like I want to see the best. But from a football side, yeah, um, and being a Houston fan, he's never playing in Houston again. That's mm. a given. Mm-mm. I really want to see how this turns out. Really don't know where else he would go besides the NFC South other than Seattle. Yeah. I don't think he wants to go to Philadelphia. Just they said that from the get go. No, I don't think he does either. And I, I, I think with Philadelphia, I think I think they're good on Jalen Hurts right now. Yeah. Right now. From a fan perspective, I would love to for him to go to Philadelphia because I want what Philadelphia could potentially offer. Yeah, but mm-hmm. what would you think, think it would come would... in a Philly trade package? Like, what what would you want from them? Well, they have three what three first rounders this year. Yeah, on the teams. I think, uh, Houston would at least get two of those. Yeah. And as deep as this draft is, I want as many picks for this year as absolutely possible. And then just whatever. I want them to get young defensive players from the trade and then mm-hmm. shore up the offensive line and add a couple more pieces in the draft. Yeah, I feel like if I was looking at this from a Saints fan, or I'm going to say Panthers fan more. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Panthers would have to give up too much to get Deshaun. I mean, that's, that's my at fear. the same time, how much is too much when you're getting your franchise quarterback? You know, I mean, but I saw rumors that it was going to involve Brian Burns. It was going to involve J.C. Horn. It was going to involve Jeremy Chin. No, they said Jeremy, they said Jeremy Chin was untradeable, which is mind-boggling to me because why would you not trade Jeremy Chin when he's been – like, obviously, the dude has potential. Obviously, he can ball when he wants the ball. 
But all around, I think Brian Burns is better. Yeah. Um, that's just my opinion. So why is Brian Burns tradable? We just got JC. Mm. You saw his potential for three games. Why is he tradable? Because it was only three games, I think. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think I'm fed up with the Panthers organization at this point. And if we fumble the bag with this trade, whether we get Deshaun and trade too much or not get him at all, I mean, we could go Malik Willis if we don't get him, which I'm okay with. But Or neither. Or neither, yeah. I was thinking Kirk Cousins was like a dark horse candidate to be in um, Charlotte, but you know. He got signed today. Dude made absolute bank today. Yeah, they did. One year, thirty-five mil, fully guaranteed. I don't know if he deserves that, but he he deserves more money than people think he does. Also, also as a Saints fan, like I don't feel confident competing with the Panthers to get Deshaun because I feel like the Panthers right now, like, is a more attractive destination just because. Deshaun, I think, feel like he would rather want to play in that offense because the only thing they're missing is offensive line. I mean, they got DJ Moore and Robbie, who's who's he's okay, and then they got McCaffrey and like on the Saints, all we on our offense, all we have is an O line. I mean, Dude. we have Thomas coming back, which I I want to get rid of him. I don't, I think he's not going to come back great. Yeah. And then who knows what's going to happen to Kamara? But, you, know, you know, man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't mean to cut you off, Cam. I'm sorry, I'm at this good. I think New Orleans might be a more attractive destination. And I'll I'll explain it here. For one, the city matters. And from a player perspective, I feel like most players would rather be in New Orleans than Charlotte. Nothing against Charlotte. Charlotte's great. But if we're talking clubs, we're talking parties, just more to do, New Orleans is probably the place. Yeah, if you're thinking in a celebrity's mind. Yeah, and I'm thinking that and football. I'll get into football in a second. If I was a Sean Watson – I'd rather be behind an offensive line I can trust. If you somehow keep Camara, which I've been reading more about it, I think he's going to be all right. The Thanks. Saints restructured, restructured his contract this week, which is a good yeah. sign in my opinion. Um, I think he'll definitely miss some time. But I don't think he'll miss a whole year or anything, which is, you know, whatever. But if the Saints could – if they get Deshaun – there's no reason to say they won't go out and clear clear some cap space and go sign a receiver. Like, yeah, because uh, honestly, they're going to give up. They're going to have to give up that first round pick, which, yeah, uh, in a lot of mock drafts I've seen, there um, people are predicting us to take a receiver like Chris Olave or something. Which I just I don't think the Saints are the type of team to take a receiver. I mean, that might sound crazy, but I just don't think they will. Well, yeah. Hey, Marquez Callaway. I think with a good quarterback, he can be good. I'll say it. Yeah, I think he's he's a stud. I mean, but, I mean, preseason he was popping off. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't mind him coming over in a trade, honestly. Yeah. But imagine Deshaun and Michael Thomas is probably going to be back this year too. And say what you yeah. want about him, he's a good receiver. Slant yeah. boys, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, open, an receiver. open receiver is a good receiver. Yeah, he's I'll a good receiver that. for sure. Dude, I'm just so stressed right now because I don't know what's going to happen. Ah. Well, I say we just move on to tight ends and see how things unfold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we do have our top seven tight ends, but as usual, we'll start off with our honorable mentions. 
Um, so first on this list for honorable mentions, Zach Ertz. Yeah. Um, he signed a big contract today too. He did. I didn't see some money. I didn't catch that update. How much was it? Do you remember? I don't was remember. It, it was like a three year though, right? Yeah, it was multiple years. Oh, that's good. Three I years. mean, he was really good in Arizona last year. A lot better people yeah. like he, he was I mean, overlooked for sure. Obviously, you know, he was good in Philly, but yeah, I think he's I think he found his place in Arizona. I think if we were doing top ten, he would definitely be on my list. Yeah. Yeah, he would make it. Um gosh. Mike Gazeki. Mm. I like him. He's he's a weird player for me. Yeah. Because I saw a stat that he lined up at receiver like eighty five percent of snaps last year or something yeah. like that. He doesn't block. No. <laughs> And that's why he's not on this list for me. It's like, yeah, you could justify if we were doing like, obviously he wouldn't be a top 10 wide receiver. So I'm not saying this, but like he could have been on that list too. Mm. But, you know, I think he's really, really good. And I think, you know, if he had better blocking, he might've snuck on my top seven. And uh, what's his face? Um, the new coach, I forget his name. McDaniels. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna want he's gonna want a tight end that blocks. Um, yeah. obviously they're keeping him, which is was surprising to me. But they franchise tagged him, man. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. For Tommy Trimble to pop off, but we re-signed Ian Thomas, which makes me upset. Anyway. Gosh. Tyler Higby. Hmm. When he's healthy, he's so good. He's a freak, I think. I mean, I think if he would have had a full season last year with Stafford, you know, obviously all the volume on that offense pretty much went to Cup. Yeah. But I think Higby, if he would have gotten a little bit more volume, he probably would have snuck on my list. I'm going to be real. I think he's very good. Mm. Dope. So, top seven, I'm going to go with my number one. I'm not sure if y'all have the same number one, but uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, you got Patrick Mahomes throwing to you. Obviously, as a tight end, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to hit you if you're open. And even if he's not open, I feel like Travis Kelsey is just a physical tight end that can get the ball regardless. Mm -hmm. Uh, and racks up yards, so. Yeah. Um, for not, my number one, I have Kelsey, and I'm going to stick with it, but I'm, I was kind of in between two guys. Um, by the way, before I start, I think there's a clear top three, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's kind of a drop-off. But for my number one, it's Travis Kelsey as well. Like you said, he's got Mahomes year in, year out. He's been the guy. I mean, he was going in the first round of, like, some startup leagues last year, and – I mean, I don't know. I don't know of another tight end that would, like, before the season even starts. Like, looking back at it, Mark Andrews would have been a good, probably a good first round pick last year. But, you know, before the season, Kelsey, I'm still going in the next season as Kelsey is the tight end one in fantasy. Yeah. And he's going to be, what, 32? So, yeah. Yeah. Imagine being 32 and just having a ball. It's crazy. 
I feel like my back would be hurting too much. Yeah. Kelsey's also number one for me until he <laughs> until he proves me wrong. Yeah. Then I'll take him out of that number one spot, but he's still the guy. But well, who you got? Well, here. I'll go one and two because I feel like there's going to need to be some explanation. But one, I have Kittle, and two, I have Kelsey. And here is why. I was looking at this from a purely tied in them alone, what kind of player they are perspective, like taking out who their quarterback is and all that. I feel like if they were to switch places, because I think Kittle is a better all-around football player. If they were to switch places, I don't think – I think Kittle could put up the same amount of numbers in Kansas City as Kelsey does. I don't think Kelsey is as good of a blocker as Kittle is. So if he were to go to San Francisco, he would not be the same. I completely me, agree with that. Because yeah. the way – I like running the football. I played in triple option. I value I still value blocking a lot as a tight end. And I just think if they were in different positions, I don't think Kittle would fall off as much as Kelsey would. So I think Kelsey's better for fantasy, but overall football player, I think Kittle's better. I can get behind that. Yep. Sick. I got Mark Andrews at number two. Um <laughs> I think that's a given, but I didn't think Mark Andrews would ball out this year the way he did. Um, ah, dude's just a stud. Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got Mark Andrews at two as well. Um, actually, for once, I actually wrote down the stats for people on my list, and. I was writing down all these numbers and everything. I didn't realize – I knew Andrews had a big season. He was tight end number one in fantasy. I think he was like 15 overall in PPR leagues. But he had 107 receptions, 1,361 yards, and nine touchdowns. I mean – and look at it this way. There were there was a good chunk of the season where Tyler Huntley was his quarterback. Ugh, yeah. And like Boa said – if we're talking pure tight end ability, blocking everything, which we are, and mm-hmm. looking at it now, I'd probably have Kittle at one. Um, but I have Andrews at two just because he popped off last season. He's only 26. It didn't matter who was playing quarterback for him last year. Mm-hmm. And he can block really well, too. He's primarily receiving tight end. But I don't see why he can't be – tight end number one in fantasy next year and the best tight end in real life next year with Lamar back. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'll just go ahead and say uh, my list and Sawyer's list are almost identical. So, like, until we get to, like, I think the end of the list, it's, it changes. So Yeah, I think it's six. We're different. But besides well, that, it's I'm, the same. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm ha- going to have to make adjustments once we get there because, mm. you know, um, but yeah, Mark Andrews, I think he's going to turn into the Travis Kelsey and be yeah. the top tight end for several years on the road. Mm-hmm. Bo, you already said you're two. Yes, sir. Yeah. Who you got at three, man? 
three is a toss-up. And I'll be honest, after one and two, I don't really have that strong of an opinion on anybody because I think one and two are the clear one and two. And then maybe three through five can all be pretty much interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But I have Waller, Darren Waller at three. But and I have Mark Andrews at four. And I actually think I am going to switch those now. But I think you pretty much hit on all of it. Mark Andrews is a stud. He's super reliable. Good call. Great call. And yeah, I'll go with Andrews at three. I don't know if y'all are gonna like this, but I got Kyle Pitts at three over George Kittle. Um, <laughs> I know he's a lot. I mean, he's younger than George Kittle, obviously newer in the league. Um, I think I think Pitts has more of a battle mentality than George Kittle, but George Kittle is still a warrior. Um, but. Yeah, Which kittles nuts. Yeah, he's, what? they're both that insane. man's insane. <laughs> yeah, they're both insane. Um, I would not want to be on the other side of the line. Kittle. <laughs> no, no dude. Kittle literally runs people over and just starts dying laughing. Fact. That dude Boy, is battle mentality. Just for the pure reason to say I did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got Kyle Pitts at three. So I can see. All right, I'm gonna go with my number three, and it's Kittle. And I could see putting Kittle at three. I mean, uh, Pitts at three. Over Kittle, maybe, but not for the reason like the battle mentality. What do you mean by battle mentality? First, I wanna I wanna know what you mean before I disagree. Well, like they they both want to ball out, but just from what I see, I feel like Kyle Pitts is just. He, he, I feel like he just wants it more. I don't know if that's because he's a young player or what, but that's just me. That's just me. Y'all gonna disagree? That's okay. Right, but I'm, I'm gonna disagree, but. I'm not gonna like hate on you because you yeah. might see battle mentality differently, but like, and I, I get to see Pitts more than I get to see George yeah. Kittle. That's fair because he's in my division. So, yeah. you know, all right. But with Kittle, man, that dude like lives and breathes football. Oh like, yeah, I National Tight End Day is his favorite day of the year. Yeah, and like, yeah, like screw Christmas, screw like whatever. Like National Tight End Day is his like Christmas, and like. That alone, like mentality wise, <laughs> screw numbers. That could put him at number three on my list for me. Just the amount yeah. of like that dude loves football. Any, he, I mean, and he's a baller. I mean, I forgot his stats too. I'm gonna be the numbers guy today, I guess. <laughs> he was he was hurt for a few games this year as well. Yeah. Before I say these stats, with Jimmy G playing quarterback, mm. he had 71 catches, 910 yards, and six touchdowns, and a good chunk of that coming towards the end of the year. As a tight end. In a run-first offense. In a run-first offense. As a tight end. I think – I love Pitts, and I'm going to talk about him when we get to four because that's mm-hmm. who I have there. But, like, it's Kelsey Andrews, Kittle, and then I'd say a massive drop-off, and then the rest right now. I respect that. I agree. Like I said, our list are pretty similar. I've got Kittle at three, and easily he could uh, – in my opinion, easily he could be uh, – two or one uh just because like what Bo was saying all around tight end blocking and receiving he's the best all around but obviously with the offense that he's in uh you know run first and with Jimmy G as his quarterback and like you Bo was saying imagine if he was in 
a different offense, I think he would – maybe not easily, but I think he would be number one. But Kittle, dude, he's a monster. I don't see how anybody could not like Kittle. I love Kittle. Yeah. Number four. Yeah, Noah, who'd you have it for? Um, I said I was going to flip Andrews and Waller, but I'm mm-hmm. actually going to slide Waller back another spot, and I'm going to put Gronk at four. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> What's that, Boa? I'm interested. I Gronk is my second favorite football player of all time. He's got a great is he, personality. Is he the He's, best tight end of all time? As of right now, yes, but he won't be in 15 years, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, as of right now, I think he is. He's, he's, I don't even know. He's so consistent, and he can do it all. And honestly, being retired for how – was it one, two seasons? One – I think it was one year. It was one. One year. Well, even playing a tight end and blocking as much as he did, he is old, but he saved a year on his legs. So he's playing like a year or two younger, in my opinion. And Mm, I just, I really, as long as Brady's playing, I really don't see him slowing down. I agree. I mean, you look at this past season at the beginning, he was going crazy. And he's a red zone freak. That's why as soon as Brady announced he was unretiring, I slid Gronk way back up on my list. He wasn't that's on why he is now. Made him, that's why I put him on the trade block the second yeah. I saw that. Nobody's going to do it, but, I mean, it's there. You never know, Bob. Yeah. I got George Kill at four, but I already made that argument. So, All right. I'll do my four. I got Kyle Pitts here. Um I'm pretty sure he had the best rookie tight end season of all time. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at stats, and I, I knew this, but I was still surprised looking at it because of how good of a year he had. Man only had one touchdown, which is kind of crazy to think about. But let's also not act like that was a good offense he was on this year. But I think Kyle Pitts has the athletic ability and the just – I mean – like you said, he's got a really good football mindset. It ain't Kittles, but it's good. Mm-hmm. I think in 15 years, in the right situation, Kyle Pitts could be the best receiving tight end of all time. Yeah. I am buying in on the Pitts hype. Um, we had a trade in our dynasty league this week. It was Kittle for Pitts straight up. I don't understand the mindset of trading away Pitts there. But I don't know. I genuinely he's the see. Best, he's I, the best receiving tight end right now. Yeah, but – I'd still put Kelsey there, I think. I I don't see Pitts getting that accolade in Atlanta unless they get a better offense. Well – Or change their quarterback. I think – no, 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 no. I think Matt I don't Ryan's think Matt got Ryan's, a couple – He's got good years problem. left. Yeah, I don't think Matt Ryan's the problem. The problem was Calvin Ridley being out, and the only other viable option on that offense receiving-wise was – Russell Gage. So Kyle Pitts was the only one he could really. Yeah, I mean, the dude was getting double teamed every game. I mean, he's just – he's a freak. I think I could easily have him – even by the end of next season, it wouldn't surprise me if he's number one on my list. I don't Hmm. think it will happen, 
but I could see it happening. And I mean, all around as a team, the Falcons are are not good at all. I mean, the yeah. only upside they have on defense is AJ Terrell. So they Leon have a lot Jones, of work. Grady Jarrett, but they have a lot of work to do, in my opinion. Yeah, they're they're far off. But Pitts, you can argue they should have taken a quarterback there, or whatever last year. If you have a chance to take Kyle Pitts, you take him. Yeah, that's the way I see it. I'm not disagreeing, but I'm just genuinely curious. How much projection goes into your decision to put Pitts that high? Based off guys who have been in the league multiple years and him only having one year. Okay. Um, well, I think the tight end is a much deeper position than people give it credit for. I know we're only doing a top seven, but that's because we're trying to do, you know, a couple of recordings tonight and all that. Um I think Kyle Pitts is already better than Darren Waller. I think he's – I'm talking this upcoming year. I'm not talking all time, by the way. I think he's going to be better than Grant next year. I think he's going to be better than Dalton Schultz. The only three people I think are going to be better than him next year are Kelsey, Andrews, and Kittle. That's why I have Pitts here. Because I think he has shown that he can produce in a really bad offense. And I think if that offense was to – this Calvin Ridley situation kind of messes me up. Um, I think Ridley's going to appeal. But who knows what will happen. But I think if Atlanta was to go out and sign a receiver, that would put Pitts through the moon to me. Just having other – free him up. Just Yeah, it'll free him up. It'll put other competition. And I don't know. I think he's a generational talent at that position. Yeah. I think if they treated Russell Gage like they should, it would free him up. But that's my opinion. They have no run game. No. Patterson was good, but he Mike he's not a ground and pound guy. And no. Mike Davis, I love him. Gamecocks, you know, but his best season was in in Charlotte a couple of years ago. So yeah. Charlotte coming off the bench. But I also have pits at four. Um, like you were saying, the dude in his first season already over a thousand yards on a terrible offense. Uh, so next season, I expect him to have honestly put up like yards wise, maybe like Kelsey type yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to see him get some touchdowns, man. If he gets some touchdowns, yeah, then he that's definitely solidifies him as in the, in the top four for me. Yeah, and I was reading articles and touchdowns about him before this. He had, like, two or three touchdowns that got called back because of holdings. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, I just think he, I think he's that dude. I really do. I think Atlanta made the right choice, no matter who else was on the board last year. Number five, who you got? Noah. Who was going to be? We got to do Noah. From here, yeah, from here down, I feel like it's all pretty – in my opinion, it's all pretty interchangeable. But I do have Darren Waller at five. And I'll be honest, I don't get to watch as much NFL as I would like. And I also think, for whatever reason, the zoning for which NFL games you can see is mm-hmm. so screwy. I end up watching a lot of Raiders games for whatever reason. They're on TV all the time. 
But just from what I've seen, when he's healthy, he's a freak. Yeah, he is. And I think after losing Rugs, he was a primary target for Derek Carr. He he was hurt the majority of last year too. Yeah, but from what I saw, I just like what I saw. I thought he was a freak, and I think he's a really good football player. And he was also the first one that came to mind because I honestly forgot about a lot of these guys, and I do think they are interchangeable. So from yeah. here on out, it's pretty much like five one. Or 5A, 5C, 5B, 5C. Yeah, I also got Darren Waller at 5. Um, I think we all do. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think he He's, moves up. I think he moves up if he gets healthy, if he stays healthy. Um, yeah. Derek Carr's elite, I'll say it. And if Brian Edwards can be oh, a, I agree. a threat. And, yes, Derek Carr's a – And Hunter Renfro, he frees him up. Yeah. Yep. Darren Waller, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, if you watch his games, his, his tape, he's super fast for a tight end, and he's a great receiving tight end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's overcome a lot, too, and I think that is another thing that we hadn't really talked about yet on the podcast, but Boa kind of brought that up. We've talked about it pretty much with every tight end, his mindset. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he had drug problems when he was at college, first couple of years in the NFL, um, but – I think he wants to be there. Same with Matt Crosby, which we'll talk yeah, about, about that later say, too. But like him and him and Matt Crosby, that's an awesome story. You know, like <laughs> I'm a Broncos fan. I'm gonna be biased towards Waller. I mean, I just can't help it. The Raiders, I I just can't help it. But I I mean, Waller at five, I think it's really good. He could be four or five for me. Yeah. Um, I got Dallas Goddard at six. Uh uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he's a baller. Um, I would love for him to get the ball more with Jalen Hurts. Um, but at the same time, I feel like Jalen Hurts does dumping off to him a good bit just in times of need with Jalen Hurts being a scrambling quarterback. Uh, so I think that helps rack up Goddard's stats. But I, I think he could jump up if Jalen Hurts steps up next year. I also have Goddard at six, and for pretty much the same reason. When he's thrown to, he's incredible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean – And he's I, also a decent blocker. But yeah, he needs his – he needs targets. Mm-hmm. I mean, something you got to think about with Goddard that I didn't really think about until we started talking about Ertz is, like, Ertz was, like, Philly's, like, I guess you'd say franchise tight end. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much let him walk so Goddard would be the future guy. Yeah. And that shows a lot. I don't have Goddard at six, but I think he easily could be mm-hmm. as high as five or six. But for me, my number six is Gronk. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I had Goddard here, but then – no, I had Goddard at seven, my bad. But then um, Brady said he was back, and therefore Gronk probably will be. We're assuming. Gronk hasn't retired, so I'm, I'm going to assume he's playing next year. But he's 32 years old. He's arguably the best tight end of all time. It'd feel wrong not to include him on this list. Yeah. Yeah, I also had to mix things up when Brady came back. <clears throat> so I also got Gronk at six. As long as he has Tom Brady, I mean, he's got to be on my list somewhere. It would be interesting to see how Gronk does without Brady. 
I mean, I still think he would be a beast, but like you were saying, I feel like I have to. If he went to Buffalo, like they said, it would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen, bro. Yeah, I got TJ Hawkinson at seven, but I'm going to change it up. I'm going to put Gronk there uh, pretty much for all the same reasons. Um, So, yeah, and obviously I don't like Gronk right now because he's in our division, but that's that's okay. I still think he's a baller. Uh, Saul, you go. All right. Um, I think, yeah, me and Trey are the same here too. So does this make our list like completely the same, Trey? No, I haven't changed it yet. I got somebody else at seven. Okay, okay. I've got Dalton Schultz here. Um, I think he is in a fantastic situation with Dak. And I think Amari Cooper leaving Dallas get is going to get him even more touches. I mean, he had 78 catches last year, 108 yards, eight touchdowns. So it's a very slept-on season for a tight end. Mm-hmm. I think he could break 1,000 yards this year. Um, you know, Cowboys offense, if the good Dak shows up, he could be a top five tight end, but it's a consistency thing with, for me with him. I think I think he has potential to be elite, but that's why I have him at seven over Hawkinson. Seven, that's where uh, that's where we are different. I got Hawkinson, which I'm okay with Schultz there. I, I would put him at seven too, but I think TJ Hawkinson uh, all around. I think he's just got a little more talent. But he's in the worst situation with golf and being on the lines. Yeah, he had, and, he had a pretty bad year last year. Yeah, he couldn't stay healthy, and yeah, and then there were times when he was playing, he just didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Definitely at the beginning of the season, he he did show flashes, but then he started getting hurt and stuff, and it what he wasn't the same all season. Yeah. Also, by the way, over the summer we're going to talk about like our dynasty rankings for foot, like fantasy dynasty. Uh, we would do startup, but I feel like we all can kind of agree that dynasty is the way to go for fantasy. Yes. I, th- I think if you're not doing dynasty, I don't know what you're doing. Me and Trey were talking about that. Like, it's like two months ago we were talking about. You drafts like, are a waste of time. Yeah, it's like, you know, having your own team, your own players, it's like you're controlling your own, like, it's like you're a GM for a team. But, like, anyways, we're going to do our so dynasty fun. rankings, and these lists are going to be pretty different when we get to that point. Yeah. No, would you have a seven? Uh, seven. I have two because just, I can't, in good conscience, not include either of these guys. But I have Hawkinson and Pitts. We've already talked about Pitts, but Hawkinson's and B. He had a down year, but yeah, I, I just really love Hawkinson. Sick. All right. Well, that's that was a little tough to hear. Yeah. yeah. That was... <laughs> but we got you. It's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the pits. Um, all right. Well, that's all we have time for on this episode. I'm not going to say today because we're doing another episode right after this. Um, and we're going to bring in the et cetera portion of our podcast uh, where we're just going to have leisure talk, talk about life, talk about guy stuff. Um, so, After you heard this episode, love for y'all to tune into the next one. Have a good one. Deuces.